Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back. Happy Monday, Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. No Joe today, or at least right now. Don't know quite where he is, but um, we're going to get started without him. He's out today and uh, lots to go through. So hit the share button because this is one of those episodes the mainstream media, obviously, big tech, obviously do not want you to see because they're doing everything in their power to censor Donald Trump's speech. He gave a speech at CPAC over the weekend, another CPAC. So CPAC is doing a little, working a little differently this year. They had their main one in Florida, which me and Joe went to, and now they had another one. I didn't go that one, but they had one in Dallas, another CPAC event. They're going to do more of these regional CPACs. Um, Trump spoke there yesterday, uh, had a chance to watch it. Didn't watch it on Fox news. You'll see why in a second. Um, but I think it's, this is by far Trump's best speech of his pro presidency. He's only given a few, um, but he hammered everything home. It was classic Trump. So big tech doesn't want you to see this. <laughs> Mainstream media doesn't want you to see this. So what are we going to do? We're going to cover it today. So hit that share button. Give us a thumbs up. Very, very important and comment now D live comment, comment, comment. That's how we can get this up to the front page of DLive. We're also on Twitch and conservative-daily.com. Okay, before we get into this, I want to mention that Trump's had a very busy weekend. Before CPAC, he went to the UFC. They had an event, their UFC 264, I think that was the number. It was a big Conor McGregor fight. And Trump went to it. Trump went with Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. I don't like the Patriots, but that's fine, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I want to show you the entrance that Trump made because the mainstream media is trying to trying to change history a little bit as they're reporting this. Let's go ahead and play cut number one. We can cut it. We can cut it. And we also have um, another clip from his entrance where you can actually see Mel Gibson, of all people, in the background. And Mel Gibson salutes the commander in chief. I found that kind of interesting. And it's always fun to watch these events to see people who's in the audience. Um, not a lot of Hollywood types would be very happy to see the president, but Mel Gibson certainly was. Let's play that real quick. This is cut number two. Let's see, right. Did it pause? It's did, three did, seconds did long. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, they, they, I, I, it shocked well, me too. <laughs> I guess I downloaded the wrong one. Uh, Mel Gibson saluted him. Uh, so that was fun. And if you didn't have a chance to watch the fight, you didn't want to shell out the big bucks for pay-per-view, um, you didn't miss a whole lot. It went one round. It was, it was stopped due to a doctor stoppage because this happened to Conor McGregor's ankle. It, it rolled in ways it's not supposed to roll. Let's play cut number three. Yeah, not good. Ooh. So, yeah, Ooh. so he, uh, that's more than a roll. He bent his angle, ankle at a right angle. So it didn't go, it, that happened right at the end of the first round. Um, everyone's saying, don't show it. You should be glad I didn't include the uh, <laughs> the medical version of what went wrong. It's just a video of, of an ankle completely shattering. Um, yeah, that happened. So he was forced to leave. They called it after one round, uh, a, a technical knockout due to doctor stoppage. So you didn't miss a whole lot, but uh, Donald Trump was there. And I wanted to show you because obviously, yeah, you can hear a couple crowd, a couple boos in the crowd. But overall, <clears throat> it was a pretty lively, um, a pretty lively welcome from the crowd. Well, let's play it again just a little bit, just so you can hear. There's some boos, but there's mostly cheers. Most people just screaming because they're excited to see him. Let's play again cut number one. 
See if you hear a couple boos. Well, let's cut it. You can hear a couple boos. That's to be expected. This is how the mirror, the UK rag, this is how they report it. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Mr. Producer. Josh. Donald Trump Trump loudly booed. booed. Oh, we got an echo. Someone touched a button while you were gone, They did. I fixed it. They they potted something up. Yeah. Donald Trump loudly booed as he walked into UFC Arena in Las Vegas. Not really what happened (laughs) in any way, shape, or form, but that is what the leftist media ran with, that he went to a UFC fight in Las Vegas and he got loudly booed. Yeah, sure, there are there were some boos. That's that's to be expected. But he wasn't loudly booed. There were there was obviously more cheers than jeers, and the crowd erupted into a chant of USA, which typically you don't do that if you're booing the president of the United States. Let's go ahead and take down my screen. Is so that, that was what journalism? Trump did? Is that yellow journalism? Yeah, I mean, totally hundred percent, right? That's something. It's something. Not quite sure what it is, but it is something. So that was Trump's um, Saturday night, a big night. And then on Sunday, he went to Dallas, Texas, and gave a speech at the CPAC event. And we're going to play a few of those clips of the speech, react to it. If you want to call in and and let us know what you thought, 888-441-1121 is our number. Before we get into it, I just want to show you how Fox News presented his speech. Mr. Producer, throw up image one on the screen real quick. Fox News included a disclaimer that looks like it was written by Dominion Voting Systems. And the disclaimer ran at the bottom of the screen during Trump's speech. And it said the voting system companies have denied the various allegations made by President Trump and his counsel regarding the 2020 election. So in case you thought maybe Fox News might be rounding that corner and getting back towards conservatism, nope. And just look at how they presented that. Put it up on the screen again. They presented it as saying the voting system companies denied the allegations made by President Trump and his counsel. So Donald Trump is represented by legal counsel. He has legal fights, right? He he had legal fights. and And he made allegations in those legal court filings. Obviously, the other side said that's not true. Why is it that we live in a world now where Fox News believes it has to take sides in a court battle? Like they're they're afraid they're going to get sued. We are under no obligation to take sides between Donald Trump and Dominion Voting Systems. Though if we had to take a side, though we kind of already have, you know where we've fallen on that fight. Um, I mean, it's incredible. It, It really is incredible that they felt the need to run that disclaimer. That's the equivalent of the Newsmax reporter running off the stage when (coughs) Mike Lindell was on the show. So I want to show you that. Um, Lots of people turned off Fox when that that aired, so I wanted to let you know why. But we're going to air the other parts of Trump, a few parts of Trump's speech that I found pretty, pretty good. This is a part towards the beginning, if I remember correctly, where uh, someone in the crowd shouts, Trump won. And Trump has a a pretty Trumpian response to that. Let's play cut number four. We all won. We all won. Yeah, we all won. We all won. Kayla Ray says, same reason you, Max, always have to say this was the most fair election ever. Uh, I never actually, I say that with a very, very heavy dose of sarcasm, which might not come across on the on the audio version. Uh, usually involves a wink and a nudge. Uh, but yeah, so we, we say that because we are obligated under the terms of service very different from having a Chiron all set up, ready to go, running at the bottom of the screen, where you can't really show that sarcasm, show that you're being dragged, kicking, screaming to do it. And there's plenty of Fox anchors who have uh, who've deliberately stayed off the topic. Tucker Carlson started uh, a little bit last week, but even then he was quoting someone else when he was making the claims. Um, so that, that's the problem I have with Fox News. When, when we do it, it's very obvious that there's a heavy dose of sarcasm involved. When Fox News does it, it's just uh, presenting it as fact. So, yeah, so he says, yeah, we all won, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- this next part of Trump's speech, he talks about the glorious American inheritance. This, is one, this was one of my favorite parts of the speech, and I want to play it for you. It's a couple minutes long, but I think it's worth it. Let's play cut number five. And secure. 
We owe our country nothing less than that. Our glorious American inheritance was passed down to us by generations of American patriots who gave everything they had, their sweat, their blood, and even their way of lives to build America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. And we are not going to let it be taken away from us by a small group of radical left Marxist maniacs. We're not going to let it happen. We will protect and defend our cherished American legacy and freedom for ourselves, for our children, and for every future generation. My fellow Americans, our movement is the greatest in American history, and it has just begun. With your help, your devotion, your brilliance and your drive, we will carry forward the torch of American liberty. We will lead the conservative movement and the Republican Party back to victory. And it will be a greater victory than this party has ever had. We will take back the House. We will take back the Senate. And then after witnessing all that has gone wrong in our country in such a short period of time with our borders, with our economy, with crime, we will take back that glorious White House that sits so majestically in our nation's capital. Beautiful White House, that's small letters, White House, that beautiful White House, and it is the most beautiful house of all. Working together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you. So why, do, why should I, obviously that's the end of his speech, but what, I mean, it's classic Trump and he's hitting all the right points, right? It's not just that we're going to make America great again. We, we have to do it because of what they've ac accomplished in just six, seven months, right? I mean, who would have thought Joe Biden, ignoramus, applesauce king would have six, seven months in office and he declined the United States so much in that time. I mean, I, I, I hoped it wouldn't be the case. I knew it was possible. I mean, it, it's obviously very much not Joe Biden calling the shots because Joe Biden can't even go to, get up the stairs on his own without gr hard gripping the railings. No, Joe Biden is not destroying the United States on his own. He has a lot of people helping him out. And there was a recent Rasmussen poll that showed the majority of Republicans, majority of independents, and something about a third of Democrats do not believe Joe Biden is calling the shots. They believe someone else is actually in charge of the United States. Uh, is that a conspiracy theory? Or is that just what you can obviously see with your own two eyes? So how to, I was talking to my wife yesterday and she's like, I don't think Trump can, can run again. I'm like, why not? She's like, oh, he's too old. I was like, well, Joe Biden's older. So if Joe Biden's running for re-election and, and Trump wants to run against him, Trump would not be the oldest person on the ticket. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. Trump is not your average, what was he, 75? Not your average 75-year-old, very obviously. You look at him, he has all of the energy, all of the vigor that we saw from him in the last four years. Now, it's it's always possible. A lot of that can change. Once you get into your 70s, you never know. You, you celebrate another birthday and maybe, maybe you don't have that pep in your step. But right now, Donald Trump looks more capable of being president for sure than Joe Biden and easily just as capable as he was the day that he was inaugurated the first time. So I want to play a couple other parts of the speech. And again, if, if you want to talk about it, tell me what you thought your best part was. Our number is 888-441-1121 or leave a comment in the comment section. I'm going to try and... Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try and read as many of them as I can all alone today. No, Joe, I have, I have Josh, but he's manning the board. Um, so if I don't see your comment, I apologize. I'm trying to go through four comment sections at once. <clears throat> so uh, 
people mentioning that he had YMC after his speech. Yeah, Trump is the king of hammering the same. He's the king of messaging, right? He truly believes that there's no such thing as bad press. And he is all about brand consistency. So he plays the same song after every rally from 2020 it was YMCA. In 2016, it was you can't always get what you want from Rolling Stones. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, he's the king of messaging. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So there was a bit of the speech where he talks about how leftists are attacking free speech. And obviously, he, he adds in the we're going to protect the Second Amendment and whatnot, which he, he has to. I, personally, I don't think Trump was nearly as pro-gun as he should have been. Uh, maybe he was saving it for the second term, but there was a lot of things he should have done for the Second Amendment, for our Second Amendment rights that he didn't do. A lot of things he actually pushed through that were anti-gun, whether it be bump stock bans, um, different things within the ATF. So he could have been better on the Second Amendment, but in terms of preventing, even just for four years, what we're seeing now in the ATF from the Biden administration, I guess that's still more good than bad. But he also mentions that just as they're going after the Second Amendment, they're also going after your First Amendment rights, and he picks apart big tech for going after your freedom of speech. Let's play cut number six. Thank you very much. But it's not only the Second Amendment that the leftists want to destroy. They are hard at work to abolish the First Amendment as well. Probably all amendments when you get right down to it. Why not? The radical left and big tech's attack on free speech is unlawful. It's unconstitutional. And it is completely un-American. To protect the constitutional rights and liberties of every citizen, this week I filed a major class action. A lot of people are joining. Yep. A big class action lawsuit against uh, the big tech giants. We are suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google. And to show you the arrogance, uh, I was just talking to Mercedes, I guess. Matt, you announced that they're trying to take this incredible, I think much more than 50% of our country. I really do. Because there's no way they can be 50% with defund the police, sanctuary cities, and all of the crazy things that they espouse. There's no way. But I heard they just filed where they want to take everybody down. Honestly, they're going too far. They're going too far. They're so spoiled, you know, it's like a spoiled, spoiled child. I want that toy dad, but I also want this one, this one, this one. Eventually, bad things happen. <laughs> we are taking Mark Zuckerberg's, Jack Dorsey, and the other Silicon Valley billionaires to federal court. And we will keep on fighting until we have stopped this assault on our liberties and until we have restored the sacred right to freedom of speech for every single American. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Could anybody believe we're even talking about this subject two years ago, three years ago? Who would have believed it? In addition to their malicious attacks on free speech, these Silicon Valley tyrants are also attacking our democracy itself. The big tech election interference in 2020 was an outrageous assault upon our republic and upon the American voter. Terrible thing has happened to our country. We're being laughed at all over the world. Our election. So, yeah, so he's hitting it all. And that is the moment. <laughs> not really, but it might as well have been. That's the moment that YouTube decided, nope, we're not going to like this air anymore. Because, yeah, YouTube suspended anyone who was broadcasting that without the disclaimer of Trump's lying, which they require you to put. Um, of course, of course, big tech would shut down that speech. He's calling them out. I mean, just, just think, we live in a world now where the major political conference that happens every year, because the left doesn't have a conference like this. I mean, maybe you could say net roots 
is close, but not 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 even close, right? Net Net Roots. Anyone who doesn't know, Netroots is a conference that happens on the left, which is like internet activists. It was mainly from like the 1990s and early 2000s where the internet was in its infancy. infancy. Um, so I mean, maybe that's the leftist ver- version. Other than that, I can't think of a leftist version other than just any other political conference, <laughs> which tends to be dominated by leftists. But this is, the, this is the, the conservative conference. Obviously, it happened in Florida. This is another one. But this is where you go to find out where the Republican Party, where the conservative movement is going. And as a result, you have conservative speakers. And we have tech companies now blocking Americans from seeing what is happening at these events because they they claim the candidates are lying. If that was the bar, we'd never have another White House press conference aired on television because Jen Psaki is one lie after another. I mean, so of course, Trump has to sue these people. And his case is, is interesting. They drew an Obama judge, so <laughs> they randomly drew an Obama judge. So we're going to have to see how that goes. But the merits of the case are are significant. And when you look at what big tech's doing, they're not just doing it on their own behalf. They're doing it as a third party for not only government entities, but also the Democratic Party, which has all these questions about government influence. If a big tech company bans someone, suspends someone, after the government asks them to, well, they become a state actor at that point. If they do it because a Democrat party tells them to, then at that point, that becomes that becomes an, uh, an unapproved, uh, in-kind campaign contribution, which we've talked about. When you donate to a political organization or campaign, you can do money or you can do an in-kind, which is when you give them something of value that isn't technically money. So how much is it worth for YouTube to stop everyone from seeing Donald Trump's speech? Pretty valuable, right? You can see the inverse of how much YouTube charges to boost a video, to advertise a video so more people see it. You have to think that the inverse is just as expensive, if not more as a, more expensive, to stop people from seeing it. So to do that for a political party, that might as well be a cash donation, which if it isn't properly filed, prop, properly put into the records, is illegal. So there's lots of questions around this. Will the Obama judge that Trump drew allow those kinds of arguments to to come forward doubtful but it's a fight that he has to has to make anyway so yeah it, it as i mentioned it's not just stopping free speech it's also stopping free speech for a very political reason and donald trump gets into this <clears throat> gets into this later in the speech talking about how big tech suppressed the hunter biden story let's go ahead and play cut number seven Anything negative for Biden or the radical left Democrats, they just suppressed. In the most horrendous example, the oldest newspaper in America, and one of my favorites, it's a great one, the New York Post broke one of the biggest scandals ever to emerge in a presidential election, providing extraordinarily detailed evidence of the corruption of Joe Biden. And where's Hunter Biden? You know where he is? He's painting right now for 500,000 apiece. Where's Hunter? His highest and best use, I can tell you, is in a studio to paint. Even though he's never painted before, he set a record for the highest price for a person that never painted a picture before. Never did a painting before. Then without any basis whatsoever, Twitter and Facebook banned the New York Post's account of this terrible story. After the election, one poll showed that at least 10% of Joe Biden's voters would have switched their vote if they had known about Joe and Hunter Biden scandals, enough to flip the results of numerous states. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's right there. They've suppressed the poll. They, they, they suppressed the information from reaching the American people and a poll after the election showed 10% of Democrats would, would have switched their votes. So the, the whole key to that, that case against them for that is did they make that decision with any political um, ramifications involved in the decision-making process? Did they understand that this was going to help or hurt one candidate or the other? And if they did, there's a very strong argument to be made that Twitter violated campaign finance laws because that had value. When they stopped that October surprise from from reaching anyone, that was a valuable um, donation to the Biden campaign. I love how Trump also says Hunter Biden's now selling his art, never picked up a paintbrush in his life, and now he's selling it for 500 grand. Um, that's going to be our facts blast. So stay tuned for that. That's going to come out after 
the podcast. I had to scramble a bit today when I learned that Joe wasn't going to be on to try and fill the time. So the podcast is going to go out after, sorry, the, the fact spots is going to go out after the podcast, but it's on that because that issue alone is absurd, right? It's just completely absurd because it's very clear to all of us watching that Hunter Biden is doing this to monetize his family's name. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to it a bit in the second hour. Um, I have some clips of Saki, but it's <laughs> Hunter Biden is not a painter, right? It, it, sure, I guess his art, it, it looks nice as a decorative piece, something you hang in your house, but he's not an artist that is is worth 500 grand for his paintings. He's not doing anything remarkable. He's not changing art styles or or using different techniques. He's not even really expressing any complex thoughts. It's just pretty paint, pretty colors on a on a canvas. It's very obvious what they're doing. They can't have him go work for Burisma again. They can't have him go ink a deal with the Mexican billionaires again. So he's going to sell the art. And as we're going to cover in the second hour, the White House is making sure it's all anonymous, which they claim is better, but it's actually worse. We'll get into that in the second hour. The next part that I really enjoyed um, from Trump's speech, and again, if you have, if you want to comment on, on what you thought about the speech, 888-441-1121 is our number. He took Bill Barr to task. He took him to task. He, uh, Bill Barr is one of the great disappointments. I mean, when, when history... If history is fair, I think that history should remember the Trump administration, Donald Trump specifically, as making mistakes in who he picked for different cabinet positions. Obviously, they had a lot of turnover. Um, part of the reason that he had to kind of get creative with his picks was because the establishment Republicans had come out so hard against him. Right? I mean, everyone, every careerist, every every so-called expert in D.C. that you would have picked for some of these um, appoint appointments, they'd all come out against Trump. So he had to pick other people, and he thought he was doing a good job, but he ended up peop picking people against his interest. Um, you, you look at Jeff Sessions. Jeff, what did Jeff Sessions do other than, other than fold like a cheap suit? What did Bill Barr do? Bill Barr talked a good talk, but where's the Durham report? It's still not here. We'll never see it. We'll never see it. What about all those documents that Donald Trump declassified on his way out the door? Notice how they never got declassified? Notice, notice how they never got published? No, Bill Barr was a, a great disappointment. He's, he's a decent bagpipe player, but apart from that, he's, he's, he's a huge disappointment. Trump took him to task during his speech. Let's play a little bit of that. Cut number eight. He wanted nothing to do with it. He just didn't want to do it. But perhaps it's understandable because he did become a different man. I always liked him. But I said, Bill, you got to move your ass. Our country is under attack. But he became a different man when the Democrats viciously stated that they wanted to impeach him. They went wild. We want to impeach him. We're going to impeach Bill Barr. We're going to impeach him. He became different. I understand that. I didn't become different. I got impeached twice. I didn't change. I became worse. <laughs> I became worse. So I guess I can understand it. But I. So I love that line. Leftists were freaking out over that because they're calling back to Susan Collins, who voted against um, conviction of Trump the second time because she said she knows Trump has changed and learned from the in second impeachment. Um, so left leftists are going crazy at her, claiming that she, she's a fool um, and using that to do it, <clears throat> using that to do it. And in the comment section on DLive, um, Ray says his choices would have never been confirmed by the Senate. Yes, probably wouldn't have, because, again, the GOP is made up of cowards, largely. There's a lot of good conservatives in the Republican Party, in Congress, in the House and in the Senate, but they're being led by by cowards. I mean, you look right now, Joe Biden has appointed true radicals to these positions, true, true radicals. I mean, the woman who's heading up the DOJ civil rights division is a racist. Like she has, she has writing, she has expressed racist thoughts all, all on the record, all publicly available. And the Republicans are like, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. So the Republicans bow down to the left. The left sticks together and, and opposes all of Trump's people. Yeah. Even with a majority in the Senate, 
if Trump had picked Trumpers to hold many of these positions, probably wouldn't have been successful. You're right. Yeah, it, it's a shame, but he should have tried, right? He should have tried. Then he could at least go and say, hey, you denied me my my secretary of state. Don't you understand the ramifications that's going to have on the world stage? I, I deserve the people I want to have, right? He should have at least pushed for it. But as history will probably show, if it's written fairly, far too often, Donald Trump was receiving bad advice in his ears from his advisors whispering very, very bad advice to him. So we, we, we have a couple more, but I, I wanted to show you what was trending, what was trending on Twitter. And it's actually technically still trending. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This hashtag, arrest Trump now, has been trending all weekend, but it really kicked up yesterday during his speech. It, it's very clear this was planned. Right. The fact that it was trending on Saturday, it was starting to trend on Saturday shows that there was a big campaign to make this a trending hashtag. They don't like that he is talking. They don't like that he has a platform to speak. They're terrified because they understand what's coming. They know that with Republicans passing election integrity laws around the country, the odds of them stealing the election again, very, very slim. So if it truly does become Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, Joe Biden will be smoked. Right. We will not allow what happened in 2020 to happen again. But this is all these are all the trending topics. Uh, arrest Trump now. Arrest Trump now. Arrest Trump now. That's all the left wants. Arrest Trump now. Arrest him now. Arrest him now. Go ahead. Take down my screen, Mr. Producer. I want to show you what happens when a former president is arrested. Because we're seeing this happening right now, not in the United States, but it's actually happening in South Africa. American news doesn't really cover what happens around the globe. Obviously, there's incredible turmoil happening in in Cuba right now, where the people are literally rising up. They are rising up to take on the dictatorship. And the American media isn't going to actually tell you the truth. This is how the New York Times covers the Cuba revolution. Put up image number two, Mr. Producer. New York Times is how they cover it shouting, quote, freedom, end quote, and other anti-government slogans, hundreds of Cubans took to the streets and cities around the country on Sunday to protest food and medicine shortages in a remarkable eruption of discontent not seen in nearly 30 years. So apparently, according to the New York Times, freedom is just an anti-government slogan. No, freedom is, it, it, it's, it's freedom. It's, it's an essential building block of life. It's, it's, a, it's a fundamental human right. They're not out there protesting because of food and medicine. They're protesting against socialism, against communism, how it's destroyed their lives, how it prevents them from ever trying to get ahead. It keeps them dependent on government. That's what they're protesting for. Freedom isn't just anti-government. Freedom is, is, is an individual battle cry. The right to make your own decisions, the, the right to choose your own government, the right to abolish that government if it becomes destructive to your individual rights and liberties. Basic concepts that we're at the heart of the American Revolution and our Declaration of Independence. But no, the New York Times reduces, quote, freedom, end quote, to nothing but an anti-government slogan. I'll tell you, if you watch what's happening in Cuba, it's a shame. It really is a shame. They are being beaten in the streets. They're being shot at. They are being labeled as insurrectionists. And they're being held in prison without trial. It's almost like we've seen that somewhere before. Is it people fighting for freedom, people fighting for their rights, people demanding a government of, by, and for the people? They have a big protest. They get shot at by police, Ashley Babbitt. They get arrested, branded insurrectionists, and then thrown in jail, in prison, and just kept there. Again, it's, it's almost, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's almost like we've experienced that here. Mr. Producer, can you put your finger on it? Can you, can you put your finger on where we've seen that before? Well, I was just going through my mental checklist here, and what happened on, um, was it this year? There, something happened back in January, I thought. <sighs> it um, would have been like like the first week of January. Sometimes. It would have been just, like yeah, um, the sixth. Was it sixth? Around that week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I think so. So it was, yeah. um, someone got shot during that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, People were arrested. Which, which, uh, only, only, only the protesters. And people are just asking <clears throat> for more freedom. Remarkably, the only the... time a police mm -hmm. officer shot an unarmed person 
and the left hasn't been demanding justice. Um, but yeah, obviously this is a shtick. Obviously it's what's happening in Cuba, eerily reminiscent to what the left is doing in the United States. The one time conservatives actually stand up and protest eerily, eerily similar. Don't you think? It's like, it's almost from the same playbook of the communist yeah. manifesto or, you know, all we yeah. need now is to uh, demonize a group based on that and yeah. go after them and like all of their social media, and marketing, their businesses, and then, yeah. you know, maybe force some health care on them, too. Because as I recall, I'm, there was a group, a little group of Germans that like took over a whole bunch of health care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of similarities. To, um, what were they doing with that? Oh, they were tracking people down to see if they were Jewish, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Genetic. Genetic. Hmm. So that's where that's I'm just at. a precursor to 23andMe. Yeah, no, oh, it's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed Th this is where i i know you're into conspiracy theories so we, i don't want to do a, yeah, a squirrel too, too far but have you noticed since the pandemic since everyone's been getting swabs in their noses mm -hmm. have you noticed that you're not seeing any commercials for 23 and me anymore i haven't hold on you're right you're onto something here why would that just go away why would that just go away why would that just go away so they, there has they, been they a, a long-standing theory. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, I went and got a test just because, you yeah. know, they swabbed my nose and then they put it into a capsule. Yeah. What and they mailed it off somewhere and you don't know where. So the theory has long been that 23andMe, these DNA services, are nothing but either a governmental attempt or some kind of overarching umbrella structure like attempt dressing. to get DNA on as many Americans as possible. Well, right? That's been like that? the conspiracy theory. Well, if, if you wanted to create a database oh. for, for stopping crimes, right, you wouldn't necessarily need um, you wouldn't necessarily need to get someone to, to give them your mm. DNA. If you already have it. There are lots of conspiracy theories about that. Sure, but sure. if you notice, er, ever since we've all been subjected, because I had it done, too, when I was sick mm -hmm. last year, it's not fun at all. No, ever since awful. we've all been subjected to the brain swab, what it feels right. like, um, all those ads are gone. They all are. those They've ads completely are gone. disappeared. That is huh. really frightening, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Kind of reminds me. Makes you me, think. Remember when uh, there was the whole uh, turn on Wall Street that was happening? You know, Occupy Wall Street, and then suddenly on a dime it goes yeah. from Occupy Wall Street to kind of this uh, yeah. Black Lives Matter deal. Yeah. Like somebody went, flipped a switch. Right from, went, went right, right from eat the rich to kill to the racist kill the racist yep. but again yeah. that would be conspiracy theory and the masters of the universe say we can't say those things all we can tell you is we that can't. it's very interesting that yeah. you notice those things yeah altogether. no more 23 and me spots all right well th thank you for jumping in mr producer you're scaring me um, but thank you yeah i appreciate it i know <laughs> and that was josh mr producer with josh cam if you like josh cam let us know he had a hard time setting it up today camera's a little bit wonky he wasn't sure if he was going to go with, with it but i said no hey, hey, the hey. people want josh cam the guy who filled in for me was pushing buttons and i'm going to go know, see him yeah, right I after know. this he's a button pressure you know who you are you know yeah no we, we 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 went through it evan meant well but he is a he's no josh hey evan is an no incredible person and i appreciate everything he does for us yes yes he's very helpful but he also pushed a lot of buttons um so if you like the josh cam let us know because um We'll make sure we keep it up and running. If we need to buy a new one, we'll buy a new one for Josh. Um, so you, you see what, what's happening in Cuba. You see how people are being beaten in the streets, left for dead. It really makes you appreciate how fragile human life is. And I'm not telling you to go to Cuba or anything like that, but I am telling you that if you haven't already, you really should sign up for Air Med Care Network, the sponsor of the show. They are an insurance. I don't know if it's technically an insurance plan. It's a membership plan where you pay them for a year or even buy three years or five years at a time to cover you and your entire household should you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital by, by a helicopter, right? Anyone who's ever had to be taken by ambulance to a, to a hospital, you know that that will cost hundreds of dollars. Your insurance will tell you, tell you to pound sand. They're not paying it. Well, it only gets more expensive when there's a helicopter involved, tens of thousands of dollars just for a helicopter ride from one hospital to another or from a highway to a hospital. Anyone who's who's had to go with this, we've had so many people message in, it's truly expensive. Well, with Aramaycare Network, you pay $85, and that covers your whole family for a whole year. It's less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as long if it should you ever need to be flown to a hospital, as long as you're flown by an AMCN provider, 
you will not pay one cent for that flight. So instead of paying $50,000, you've paid your membership of $85 a year. But it gets better than that. If you buy today using our promo code available, link is in the description, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It's free money. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll get up to $50 back today. Had to fit that in, had to fit that in. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what, what we're seeing in Cuba, eerily reminiscent to what we saw, what we've seen here in the United States. And I'll tell you, just to, just to reiterate, um, what's happening in South Africa is truly terrifying. Um, I, I, I don't think I put it up yet, but Mr. Producer, go to my screen. I started with a segue, got a little distracted with Cuba. When you see them say, arrest Trump now, I want to make sure you understand that this is happening in, in South Africa as we speak. Their former leader, Zuma, their former president, Zuma, has been arrested on corruption charges. Now, I don't know. Maybe he is corrupt. I don't know. But his supporters aren't very happy about it at all. Not saying they have the right to do this, but when you arrest a former president and lock him up and lock all of his advisors up, you don't bring the country together. You drive a wedge further into the country. And I want to show you what's happening in South Africa right now as we speak. Go ahead, put up image number three, Mr. Producer. Image number three and take down my screen. There, there's open street battles. There's just open street battles in South Africa as we speak. I mean, maybe they got under, under control right now, but earlier there were literal street battles. And we have this clip and I want you to see what's actually happening because the rioters, as so often becomes the case, they start caring less and less about the, the so-called injustice that they feel they're being faced with and become more and more with, let me just take as much as I can. Let me loot as much as I can. Jules said, yeah, Zuma raped a woman too. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt that Zuma probably did some terrible things. I'm, I'm no Zuma apologist. I'm, I don't even really read all that into it. Just pointing out, when you go the route of arresting the former president, you drive a wedge into the country. And I want to show you what that looks like. So, Mr. Producer, I sent this to you in a message. Um, let me just verify which one I want to go to. This is, uh, I think it's 18. Let's put up cut, cut number 18. So these are rioters literally being fired upon by armed citizens. Stop, stop. Okay, let's go. Let's cut it. Want to give you a piece of what's happening in Australia? Uh, sorry, in South Africa. I almost said Australia because that guy's accent, the um, South African accent. So that is what it looks like when you create this civil strife, this civil discord, the civil war, if you want to call it that. That's what happens when you just when you arrest a former president. Now, again, he might deserve it. Maybe he deserves every bit of it. But you have to be very tactful when you go about doing that because you run the risk of angering his entire voting block, which is what happened here. Now that's descended into other things that are less about that are less about justice and, and that and more about let's just take as much free stuff as we can. We have another clip showing you what's actually that was in our more rural area of South Africa, which there's lots going on with that, right? And we've talked about this on the show before, um, how there's a, a, a push to seize the property of white farm owners and to give it back to, to black South Africans as a form of reparations. Well, they've started doing that. They've done that a few times. What they found is when you take some, take land away from someone who knows how to cultivate crops and you give to someone who doesn't, you end up not having enough food to feed your people and it becomes a very bad situation. So that, that, that strife is already happening in rural parts of South Africa, but this is also going on in, in the inner city areas. Let's go to cut 19 so you can see what's going on in the cities. Hey, 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 hey,
Well, let's cut it. The cops have completely withdrawn. They are not interested in maintaining order at all. And the result is actually very predictable. And, and if you say to yourself, this looks like Minneapolis, you'd be right because we've, we've, we know this bedtime story. We've seen this before. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. There's not going to be any audio here, um, but this is, one of, these are, this is one of the stores that got completely ransacked. I mean, they're going through the mall. They're just destroying everything, stealing everything. Again, less about arresting this guy, Zuma, more about the complete uh, decay of society. We're just going to loot and steal everything. That's a mall. That's a, that's, a, that's a mall in South Africa, completely destroyed. And again, it, honestly, this might as well be Minneapolis. We, we've seen that happen in the United States as well. I mean, this is how brazen it's getting. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. The rioters, we, we joked on the show when Minneapolis was going up that they were just people were just carrying TVs out the store. People had little flatbeds and they were just moving like washers and dryers. The looters in South Africa now have commandeered forklifts and they're using the forklifts to steal anything that's too big for them to carry. So they're just literally just down the highway. They're just bringing pallets. That guy's a pallet jack. Look at this. This is insanity. And again, not too dissimilar from what we've already seen in our country. Max, that terrifies me. It makes me want to, um, you know, arm myself. And thank goodness I have yeah. something called the Second Amendment, right? I'm just saying. Oof. Oof. Now, I, I have one. I don't think I'm going to show this because I don't know if the person survives this or not. But go ahead. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. I'm not going to play it. What, what, you happen, what happens when you don't have, when the police withdraw and say, yeah, this isn't our fight. You have vigilante justice. You have people, as we just saw in the beginning, using firearms to defend their property from the mob trying to, I, I guess, burn it all down. You also have people taking the law into their own hands. This is a video of someone, they literally caught someone looting. They whipped them in the streets. I'm not going to play that because that's a little gruesome. This guy, beaten bloody with baseball bats. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible stuff. And <laughs> I say this to all the Democrats. I'm like, like, oh, why are you talking about South Africa? That's an international issue. I thought this is an American politics show. There are lots of lessons to be learned from the mistakes made in other countries. We go through this all the time on the podcast, talking about communism, socialism, right? It's very easy to understand that communism is doomed to fail because it hasn't succeeded once. The left says, oh, we just need it one more try. Next time we'll get it, right? But So you have to study what other countries do to understand what will happen here if we try the same thing. South Africa is unique. South Africa had apartheid. It was terrible, right? Apartheid was terrible, inhumane. The idea that your color of your skin determines what class you are in society, what rights you have, disgustingly racist. No one can defend it. They had what was called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. What was that? We've talked about this on the show. We played it a while back. They would take someone who was raped or abused by a soldier or by a government official. They put her at one end of the table and they put the government, the, the, the accused at the other side of the table. And they basically have them both tell the stories. And as long as the person accused of committing horrible crimes was honest, was repentant, they were not charged for the crime because the goal was bringing the community together. Right? It, was a, it was a very beautiful goal of saying, well, how do we get out of this terrible time in our history? Is it more bloodshed or do we try and foster some kind of togetherness, some kind of forgiveness? They chose the latter and it worked for a while. Unfortunately, there has been resentment that's been bubbling and not all of it is, is undeserved, right? But there's been resentment against the, the haves from the have-nots, to put it very simply. And it, it's kind of bubbled under the surface and, and it kind of burst into what you see there. So the lesson learned there is what you see what happens when you just arrest a previous president. You, you know what's going to happen there. It's going to lead to violence in the street. I'm not calling for violence. I'm just saying predictably, if you just start arresting and imprisoning your political opposition, whether the charges are legitimate or not, you're going to see street violence. And I say that warning liberals, the trending topic, it's still trending. Arrest Trump now warning you it's not a, i'm not this isn't a threat 
it is truly hands back 40,000 foot view warning that this kind of craziness will happen here if you make an issue of just prosecuting your your opponents i wanted to see hillary clinton prosecuted for her for her crimes because i felt they were very very real but trump took the high road he said you know what we have to come together as a country we're not going to start my administration by imprisoning people from the previous the left the left didn't take his his olive branch the left went after him with everything they had so i show you that to warn you that this is what liberals are talking about this is what happens predictably and to prepare yourself I'm not saying to to arm yourself so that you can go out and fight from an offensive standpoint. I'm telling you that we know how this bedtime story ends and you need to get out there. You need to buy a firearm if you haven't already. You get trained in the use of that firearm. Very, very important. Don't just buy a gun and just wing it. Get some training. And if necessary in your state, get a license to carry because this is going to get worse before it gets better. And And we are not better than what we're seeing in South Africa. We've already seen that kind of riots and looting in Minneapolis and other cities around the country. It's already happened. We've seen the classist language, the racially charged language of, of eat the whites, eat the rich, right? We've, we've seen that. It is, it is more similar than dissimilar. So it's, just, it's a warning to everyone. If you haven't already, please do. Please do come up with a plan to defend yourself and your family if necessary, not just for something like that, but just for everyday life, because it's getting worse out there and it will get worse before it gets better. So we're going to take a real quick break and we come back on the other side of the hour. We're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about the White House. They had a really bad weekend, really bad last couple of days. They're trying to hold this thing together with, with bubble gum and duct tape, but the media is starting to pounce on them about from a lot of these scandals, a lot of these real corruption problems. And the Biden administration thinks they can still just kind of shoo it away. So on the other side of the hour, we're going to cover a couple of the highlights or lowlights, however you want to see it, of Jen Psaki's press conferences on Friday and today, as well as Joe Biden's so-called speech. Um, So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 